Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, a little under the weather, sadly, is your co-host, Jim. Howdy-ho. Also joining us is your co-host, Hunter. Brought to you by Space Oil, for when your hyperdrive is getting a little too hot, Space Oil. <laughs> so is that is that mineral oil, or is it like a... a oh, it's, it's all it's It's all organic. It's, it's space. It's oil huh. from the space whales from the last game, Deep Six. Remember that the <laughs> space whales. Nice <laughs> space. No, whale. I was. I was as. See, as now I need it. I need. I need a, I, go ahead. I was reading the Cessna 172 manual today, and uh, they said that the plane actually you run straight um, mineral oil in it for like the first 50 hours. Those things will run huh. not. Those things are run on like. Oil. Those things are like amazing. Like they'll run on almost anything. Apparently, like they're built to. Well, last. I don't. I don't mean as far as gas, but I mean. No, I know, I know, but Luke, right? But still, you know, they're great machines. You know what I need now, though, is I need a uh, space captain Ahab hunting a space whale. Oh, that'd be great. Why is anyone done that? But but it's got to be like Patrick Stewart because you know. I didn't watch that one. Reasons. I didn't watch his Moby Dick. Uh, I heard you know, that. it it wasn't it wasn't the greatest. That's what I heard. Uh, yeah. But it wasn't like it wasn't half bad. Like it's like you watched it really because you wanted to hear him speak, and everything else about it was just like okay. Here, here, here for the captain. <laughs> yeah, of course. But, but was it away. was it traditional terrestrial Moby Dick or was it? Space yeah, Moby it was. It oh was, no, it was, it was it was legit like Moby Dick. Yeah, yeah so which is funny. That up. It was time well, period because it's all like it's all first contact, right? Like he does the he quotes it in first contact, and it's just kind of funny that. Oh, hey. Also, you know, I often <laughs> wonder though. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, moving on. No, that's okay. Uh, also joining us is your co-host Spaz. Brought to you by Precious Embergris. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> wow, that is. Wow. Oh, come on. I had to go with that reference. I don't understand. So what is that? Well, like we, some Harry Am- Potter Ambergris stuff? What? is actually, that's what they were looking for with whale hunting. Oh. That's a deep cut, man. Deep, deep cut. Uh, we do have a guest this week, folks. Joining us from... That was a good one. Not complaining. Uh, I hope I say this right. Del- Delavan, Wisconsin? Right? Sure. Delavan? Let's just say Milwaukee. Okay. <laughs> Milwaukee, Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee. I, I can't think of Wayne's World. I can't help but think of Wayne's World whenever I think of the word Milwaukee. Uh, Steve Boyette of Midwest Video Games to talk about his fantastic, and I don't say that lightly, fantastic space game, Icarus Starship Command Simulator. Welcome. Yep, thanks for uh, inviting me. It's good to be here. Oh, it's our pleasure because I don't know if. I don't know if we gushed enough about your game, but we really like your game. Uh, folks, if you're not aware, um, Icarus is it's a, it's a first-person spaceship command sim shooter crew management thing that is not only a great game. I mean, that's really that's a great part. One of the best things about this game is it doesn't take itself too seriously, which in the realm of space gaming is rare. So it is really nice to come across a space game with a sense of humor. So thank you for this that. This is true. 
now now was humor a part of the the game from the inception or was that something you mixed in as you went along no it wasn't it was actually just um i noticed how janky everything was gonna be and i was like i should just go with it you know i mean (laughs) like everything looks like super janky so So the game kind of just became self-aware at that point huh yeah it kind of just became self-aware yeah now, now, why does it look janky? Because I know I've seen people on the f- Steam forums like, why does it always support this resolution and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And you said something like it's the engine you're using. So Yeah, I actually used a really old engine called id Tech 4. Wow. And, uh, it, yep. It was, uh, it was, it's been used in games relatively recently. It was used for Brink. It was used for um, Prey. Well, um, Doom, but the last Doom three, time, yeah, and obviously the version I used was from from uh, Doom three and Doom three Resurrection of Evil. So, so and the last time the engine was updated by anyone besides myself, um, the version I used was uh, around two thousand seven, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. wow. So, so roughly a decade, uh, roughly a decade old. Um, so why did why did you pick that theater of pain? <laughs> well, it kind of goes, yeah, yeah. It definitely is a is a world of pain, but it de- it kind of goes with uh, just how I actually got into developing the game. I actually wasn't planning planning to make a game. I was just reading the source code, and uh, you know, I was just reading it to learn how to program and how to how to how to how to make software and make games and. Um, making changes to it just for the heck of it, just to see what I could do with it. And eventually I was like, you know what? I could make a game with this. So, so I decided to go with it. And, and what you have made, I have to say is really an impressive thing because yes, it's funny, but it's, but it's also got very solid gameplay. And that's in part, thanks to, I think a very streamlined and well-designed UI. I mean, this a game like this where you have to manage crew and stations and and weapons, fire and all that stuff. That could that could live or die by by right. its by its UI. And I have to admit, you have made one hell of a great UI. I think. Yeah, that was that was um that was one thing that I was noticing about this game. Like on the surface, it doesn't look like it's going to be a very deep game. But, like, when you start touching it within the first 15 minutes of play, you realize how involved the game is. And I was I was telling these guys earlier in our uh, admin chat that, to me, looking at this game and playing this game, I feel like this game is a cross. It's like, it's like, it's like the love child of Elite Force. Uh, yeah, Elite Force 2 and Pulsar. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the UI was something I was really worried about, actually, because uh, even towards the end of the development, I was still getting a lot of um, a lot of people having problems with it. So uh, but for some reason, uh, you know, uh, that didn't seem to pan out. People seem to like the UI. So. Or at least think it's somewhat intuitive. It really is. Once you uh, learn what things do what and why, like why you want to put more power and bonuses to your computer, you know. Once people, I I kind of learned as I went. Um, 
I mean, the tutorial was pretty good, but I still like kind of bumbled around on my own because I was like half like oh, do, 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 I just want to play. Uh, <laughs> so it's not a reflection of your tutorial. But uh, eventually you like learn, oh, I should start putting more power into the computer or I shouldn't just turn off the doors, you know, <clears throat> uh, and I should actually, you know, make the do- doors a little stronger. So if I do get boarded, you know, they can't really get very far. So there is a lot of depth here, but it, it's in a very streamlined presentation, which is really nice. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad it, it seemed to work out. So. Um, I, I find it very intuitive because I designed it, but it's tough to see things from uh, a new person's perspective. So, And you said the game was inspired by FTL, I believe you said? Yeah, it was uh, heavily inspired by FTL. So, but it uh, does... I mean, Sorry. anybody who's played FTL will, will see that. Right, but it it does so many things all these other people want to do. Like, I want to walk around in my ship. Well, there you go. <laughs> you totally yeah, can. I can definitely, I can definitely see the FTL inspiration, especially when you're sitting in that captain's chair. Um, but so, so you it's like a thing of its own. So I guess that's a good thing. What was that? What was I that? Said you got space legs in before Elite. <laughs> it was like in or Elite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this this game is, I think, better than Elite. Sorry, it is. Hey, that's my line. You can't do that. I, it's, you, haven't, <laughs> you haven't copyrighted it yet, sir. Once you copyright it, I will respect the copyright, but you haven't yet. That, that's on you. Troll you now. <laughs> All right. Uh, expect a cease and desist in the mail tomorrow. Going to get a C&D in the mail. <laughs> you, are no, not, you are no longer allowed to use this line. I'm going to petition YouTube and they're just going to silence that word. (laughs) (laughs) So, Steve, when did you start working on the game? Uh, Well, I first opened it up and started playing with the engine in around like 2011. And I didn't get into a game until around like 2014. So. Were you dabbling with like other concepts before you went to this one, or this was always like your end goal? Uh, no, nah, it wasn't really my end goal. I, I only in 2014 was I kind of like, you know what, I should I should go ahead and just make a game out of this. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I I did. I actually modeled the entire bridge of the Enterprise D, and um, so my my goal was to make like a little mod where you could actually fly aboard the Enterprise D and and you know go to different you know, places and have Ooh. little encounters and things. And yeah. And <laughs> I actually, you got a friend that'll tell you how that works out. Yeah. Well, I purged all the, uh, I actually had all the Star Trek assets, all the models and everything in there until, until towards the end of the development. And then I purged them all out before I release it. So come on, you totally kept the flashlight. That is totally a Star Trek next generation flashlight. Like clearly, <laughs> well, it might have been inspired by by the yeah, it might have been inspired by, <laughs> but I actually lamp, made yeah. that flashlight uh, towards the end of development. So, well, I've got you know you could always just tweak some of the models to be like slightly different angles, and then like you could just change the colors of the the pajamas that right. Starfleet guys wear. <laughs> yeah, and and I really like how you've been like I've I've been following the forums, and I like how you're. Uh, 
Like, I did see some people like, I just want more than a pistol, which I like the pistol, but I like how you're going right. to be giving more people options. I think you're going to be implementing a shotgun, I think you said? Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, it'll be like, I think 4,000 materials to buy a shotgun, and I think I'm going to do 5,000 materials to buy a like an assault. It'll be like a laser assault rifle and a laser Ooh. shotgun, so yeah. That sounds awesome. I'd kind of... Do they want to upgrade their ship, or do they want to have better guns? Now, one thing I really well, I lo- do a lot of boarding, so yeah, when I'm boarding. I I need that firepower. Right, yeah, exactly. You could, want- you could thumb your nose at Star Trek. We'll just put a P in front of it, and it's like it's a plazer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, just a, just a pay, sir. Just a- uh, well, you can't say phaser, so you call it a plazer. No, 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 no. You make it look like a, an AMC pacer. Yeah. You make it look like an AMC pacer. Oh yeah, like a giant flying bathtub. It's a pacer. It's just instead of a phaser, it's just a pacer. Yeah, my my grandpa used to have a pacer back in the day. Love that car. Those are are great little cars. Anyway, (laughs) I had a Gremlin, so I I understand the love of the AMC. Um, But uh, yeah, because I I wanted to say like you definitely need the boarding stuff because you one thing I love about this game I haven't done it enough is the boarding, how you can board other people's uh, ships and you can steal them, right? I haven't done that yet, but like yep. if you find yeah. a ship yeah, that's be- that's better than yours, which I haven't yet, but if you find a ship that's better than the Icarus, uh, you could totally steal it, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I tried stealing that first space station, but they didn't let me have it. Nah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't really go anywhere with it either. I was like, uh, I can transport over here. Hey, these people won't talk to me. Uh, I wonder if I can shoot them. Yes, you can, but they <laughs> yep. didn't seem to really care. <laughs> yeah, like nobody else, nobody else noticed that I shot the guy that was in the middle. <laughs> yeah, they kind of just let you murder him right now. <laughs> <laughs> I did you- happen to find one of the derelict battleships. It's actually better than your starter ship, right? Oh. But it's yeah, there's there's some fun stuff with that, um, and it is possible to capture it. I just haven't done it yet. What's the fun stuff? The fun stuff is it's infested. I oh. Mean, uh, when I say infested, it's the kind of thing where, let me just say, space beast terror fright, and leave it at that. Uh, oh god. Uh, okay, I'm probably never doing that. I, guess yeah, I, I watched game. your video where uh, you encountered the spiders. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry they were. So, yeah, sorry they were so uh, I, creepy. Oh god! Oh, my skin was re- really crawling. <laughs> you know, I actually have a fear of spiders, so that oh, was no. kind of like a little thing to try to help me with that. So uh, I actually I was playing Skyrim and I forgot that there's a mod that turns all the spiders into bears. So oh, yeah. <laughs> You know what would be the best, though, is do you remember like the old, I think it was Parker Brothers made that game Cooties? Yeah. Yeah. Long time the cooties, ago. Right. They they should have a mod that turns all the spiders into cooties. And then that would be amazing. No, they should have a mod that turns all the spiders into fidget spinners. And you got to spin them real fast. Oh, no. That's, that'd be, that'd sorry. Sorry. We're not going down that rabbit hole again. I just wanted Man, to. This is, a, this is a running theme for like the past week. Like Ever since we talked about it last show, all these things in Discord have been popping up left and right. <laughs> it's such a funny thing to make fun of. 
But one thing I liked about this game is that you're not just encountering ships, and I didn't try this, it but like have fidget spinners. Yeah, but no, I encountered I could like at a, him. a, a, a giant. Oh, <laughs> Uh, a giant a, space they, fidget spinner. A giant space fly, I think I encountered once. Yeah. Can you board that? It looked like you could, but I'm not sure. Yeah, you can. You got to get your flashlight out quick, though, because it's oh. pretty dark. Oh. Ew. Is it all gross and, and, and icky in there? Well, a little spoiler. There's uh, there's little worms inside. Oh. So oh they, can, they can kill you. <laughs> ah, okay, I'm not doing that. Uh, but that's great I, that you I can. Manage, I did Sorry. manage to find the crystal entity and board it. The crystal, right? Yeah, the crystal and entity. Yeah, there is it. Oh, there, no. there is a crystal entity you can find and board. Oh. It's even kind of inspired by the. Uh, yeah, kind of inspired by the one of the episodes of Star Trek Next yeah. Generation. The one with uh, that guy's mom who kills the thing. Oh, <laughs> Spoiler. Data uh, that was just a data episode. There was no lore that one. It was that it was that colonist's mother who was trying to find the entity. Remember, and she like eventually well, kills there's her. There's a thing. There's a thing later though with lore where lore like befriends the crystalline entity. Oh no, that was he that, did, the, that was at the very the same, beginning. No, he did that from the it, start. Is that the far point crystal entity? Uh, no, that's the crystalline entity okay. that destroyed uh, Data's colony, except for Data. Which is, which you don't see. That happens before uh, all mm. that. It's it's lots of lore. <laughs> but I just kind of love that there is a crystalline entity in your game. I have to see if I can find that. But <laughs> I, I love. I that's what I was gonna say. I love the variety of things like that. Like even though I hated this, I love that there was a sector with an insanity event where your crew will start killing each other. I was really. Right. I was really. <laughs> Really mad when I ran into that because I lost two crew yeah. members. I was like, ah, son yeah. of a bitch. And, you know, when and I that saw can that, I was like, well, this is combat. Different. You can have a ship attacking you while yeah. that's happening. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really frustrating because <laughs> crew members like FDL are so valuable in this game. They're so valuable. So- it, are the insanity events just random? Like you jump in somewhere and it's going to be there, or do you get any kind of forewarning, or is there a way to to get the heck out? And, you save scum. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, you could you could save scum. Yeah, um, they uh, you could warp out, but your engines. I I'm not sure if your engines charge back up right away when you encounter one of those phenomenon, but. Uh, as I recall, but you could uh, uh, warp away potentially. Yeah, as I recall, they still have the charge up time, like with any other event. Okay. Yeah. So um, the the goal of the game is to get to the center of the sector and stop the uh, the supernova. Get to the star. <laughs> but <laughs> but do you learn how to do that on the way? Because like you're not told how to do it. Once you leave, you're just like, go and stop it. Uh, okay. How? Uh, so do you learn that like through little clues along the way? Yeah, they kind of go through that. They kind of, I kind of hinted at it in the emails you get from uh, what I call fleet command. <laughs> so I do love uh, that, by the way. I do love, right, yeah. again, very funny. Very yeah. funny. So uh, they kind of hint at why they think you might be able to fix the star. Okay, and is that the only ending? Or I mean besides death, clearly. Is that the only way uh, to end? There the game? is there is a secret ending as well. 
Yeah. What? Oh, jeez. Uh, Thargoid. <laughs> Steam achievements for how many people got the secret ending, and it's only like uh, like one or two percent of people. So, yeah, the secret endings where you run into that kid, and then no matter what choice of the three you make, then they still blow up all the the Mass Effect gates. And then <laughs> people are really upset. <laughs> it's just a different color ending each time. What is this? <laughs> Now, I wanted to ask about the random generation because it's different every time you start a game, the, the, the way the sectors lay out. Is, is, are all those like events and whatnot laid out before you even start, or do they generate as you go? Uh, they're laid out right in the beginning. Yeah. Okay, so is that one of the reasons it takes a while to, uh, to load the game? Because it's, uh, it's yeah, that is all that things. is one of the reasons. It's also generating all the geometry for for the the level for the ships. So, um, oh wow, so that's so- probably what takes a large amount of time, and um, and it's also loading. Everything loads in the beginning. Some games kind of they'll have loading. Like another way I could have done it is to have it load after every warp, right? Decided to just do all the loading in the beginning. So, uh, if I had a newer engine, I could have done a, a streaming where you stream uh, in uh, textures and, and other information while you're playing. So, that's what a lot of newer game, newer engines do. So, right. I mean, I did appreciate. I mean, it was a little confusing at first. Like, is something wrong with my computer? Uh, right, yeah, but, I saw your video. That was quite a while. But how, how fast is your processor? It's an, it's an older processor. It's a i what is it? i nine seven twenty. It's an older processor. I'm gonna upgrade next year. Uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, it runs most things fine. A good but, processor and solid state. It usually takes at least a minute. So, oh yeah, I'm, this is just on a platter drive. So, right. <laughs> uh, so that's probably another reason. But I'm I'm not and I'm, please don't think I'm complaining. I'm not complaining. Now that I understand what's going on, it makes perfect sense. But once I learned that that's what it was doing, it it, it made me appreciate the fact that there's no, no real pause in between anything once you start once you start going, right, right. which I really like. Yeah. You know, um, I was going to ask: Is there ever going to be a way to like kind of get a hint as to what the uh, the, what's in the next sector? Because you don't get any hints, um, as far as I've seen. No, you really don't. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of a surprise every time. So you can kind of get around by saves coming, but right. I'll admit I do that to avoid the insanity events and nothing else. If there's combat, I'll take combat on, but insanity, no. I actually actively <laughs> avoid those sectors and move around them. Right. <laughs> yeah, I thought about doing a, a scanning thing where you could scan, but uh, I th- I thought it was better to uh, make it more of a surprise every time. So you kind of have to stay on your feet, which is nice. Yeah, I was wondering. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I was wondering though, um, when you start off, you have access to that body armor that you pick up in in your you know captain's quarters. Is there ever right. going to be a way to maybe manufacture another set of armor so that you don't lose? Yeah, there easily? could be. 
that's not a bad idea. There could be you could sacrifice uh, an an idea for the future. You could sacrifice um, materials for uh, for armor. That could be something. Yeah, that'd be a good idea because because I had I was like, there's no armory on this ship. It's just this is it. <laughs> One little pop gun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be an armory. Something. I also right. noticed there were no bathrooms. Which, uh, well, they're uh, they're in the underbelly of the ship. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, as with all the 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 crew uh, quarters, everything is just kind of underneath or above. <laughs> it's kind of like that one behind the scenes thing of Star Trek. Like, where's the bathroom? It's right, right yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you get the books, if you get the books for the ships, they show you where the bathrooms are, but you never see them on yeah. the show. Like right. apparently there's a bathroom in that little corridor between the bridge and the conference room on the bridge, you know, but they never show that. <laughs> God darn it. Um, what was I going to say? So yeah, one of the things we were talking about before we started is uh, that you do the voice work. And I got to say the voice work in this game is fan goddamn tastic. Um, the other crew members, Barnaby especially, love Barnaby. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the whole intro speech when you're in your ready room of like the sarcastic like crew member like, hey, uh, feel free to like come on down to the bridge if you know if you want. Yeah, because <laughs> he just lost his command. He was in command for like three seconds. He got tasted. I was like, oh, um, well, um, yeah, you want to come down? That's uh, okay. <laughs> it's also now that I know you're from Wisconsin, that did seem like a Midwestern style of. Yep, you want to do this? All right, come on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> kind of slightly Midwestern passive aggressiveness, I noticed. <laughs> a little bit. Well, with Milwaukee, right. the whole game could have been like a beer run, right? Of, <laughs> That's what you need to solve the thing at the sun. You need to take DLC. a beer. It's a it's a giant beer run. That's this whole game. It's a giant beer run. I wonder if there's beer on the sun. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yes, you know that, that I would knew be you a, would get that yeah. honor. I knew you would get that. Yes, like, I can't believe you just slipped a final sacrifice quote. In Brilliant! Show. I, yeah. And amazing. you know what? I set it up. I didn't even plan on saying that up. And well done, well done, Spaz. I I did not even see that coming. And I teed up the ball for you. I put it on the thing, and you knocked it out. So, uh, Steve, yeah, you know we're fantastic. Steve, Sorry. you know what we're talking about. Uh, I'm I'm reading the Wikipedia article for the final sacrifice. Is that what you're? It's, yes, it's the, uh, uh, classic uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand episode of the oh, final okay. sacrifice. It's one, okay, it's one yeah. of the uh, favorite riffs from that particular episode. Rouse Rousedower is sitting down, and one of the guys says, "I wonder if there's beer on the sun." <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 so great. It's so great. oh god. I think that one's on Netflix now. I think that particular episode is now on Netflix. I believe you are correct. If if anyone wants to get an idea of what we're talking about. So that um, so that could be actually how you cure the sun. You take it a cold one. (laughs) It just kind of wipes its brow with the can and we're good. Uh so Yeah, just a cold beer. So one thing I really like is the upgrade mechanic. I I like how you have both currency and um, what's the other? It's not just currency. It's materials. Uh, materials. Thank you. 
And uh, I, I like how they both come into play. Like, at first when I start playing, I'm like, what's this currency for? Oh, someone's going to offer me something. Oh. That makes sense. So how did you uh, figure out that kind of dual currency system? And how did you balance it out the way it is? Yeah, I knew I wanted to uh, have a decision there about do you want to direct your resources towards upgrading your ship or getting more crew? So I uh, I added those two in there so you would have to make that decision. And I, li- I do like that because the game is really about making decisions uh, as you go. Like, you okay. know, do I scan this planet? Do I destroy these guys or warp out? Do I buy this, these crew members? You know, it, it's really about really fun decisions, which is what any game's about, really, I guess. But right. uh, the variety of this game between the combat and the events really give you some fun decisions. You know, another way you could end it, too, right? Is like at at the end, but right before you destroy the sun, there's like an explosion with the red matter, and you actually go clear back uh, to the beginning. Oh yeah, yourself as you're starting, and then, uh, but you're not allowed to tell yourself anything. No, yeah, is that a Star Trek reference? Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, the 2009 uh, Star Trek. Right. Oh, I just had a question. I just totally lost it. What was my question? Oh crap. It was a good one too. It was a good one. Oh, sound design. It would, it w- sound design. Um I really like the sound design in the game because there's a lot of little nice little touches. Like um if you direct if you're sitting on the bridge and you direct a crewman to come to the bridge, you will hear them enter and walk to their thing and everything. That's right. a really nice nice little touch. How much did that yeah. did that take extra effort? Did the engine just already do that? Uh well I recorded or I actually used a lot of uh public domain sounds for the for the game, so uh most of them. But uh but I believe I got those footstep sounds from uh freesound.org, which is a really good resource for independent game developers. They can you can get a whole bunch of just random sounds, you know, people just record stuff and then you don't have to record it yourself. So it saves a lot of time. Oh, that is very cool. I didn't know people did that. That is, that is awesome. Yeah. You just have to set the filter to public domain. So you don't have to give like attribution or anything. Right. And and like uh, the other thing I liked with the audio was the, um, it's on the video right now. You can find audio logs of Barnaby. So how much work went into that side story? Because he, he's having a whole other adventure while you're off right. doing your thing, which is amazing. His adventure is right. amazing. And if we can get like an expansion or a sequel that lets us be Barnaby, I, I would like, I would it'd be like Half-Life Blue Shift. Like, yeah, something yeah. like that. Exactly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I would so pay for that. I would I would I would pay twenty dollars for that. Heartbeat. Done. Give me that Barnaby game. But uh <laughs> how much work went into like scripting that out and recording that? Like, cause that must have been a Yeah, I, I wrote process. it all out. I wrote it all out and uh and I just recorded it. I think I did it over like a couple, a week or two, something like that. Um you know, I kind of took my time with it and just wrote it out and uh, 
it really i actually recorded i actually decided to do that after i did the the intro with barnaby flying out of the shuttle so um i recorded that and i realized how ridiculous it was and i was like and and people seem to like barnaby in the beta test too so i was like you know what i should go with this people seem to enjoy this so barnaby I'm is the, glad for it we're very glad for it because barnaby is awesome i've only heard like four of his <laughs> adventures so far but he's Oh my god, the the way he like his his whole attitude like yep I guess I'm gonna try and sneak onto another ship now. All right, yeah. <laughs> like He's kind of a guy who who uh, he everything goes wrong for him, yeah. but he also makes really bad decisions. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like he gets double the the pain, and it's great for us. <laughs> Yeah, if you wanted to do like a a side game or a sequel that that focused on Barney, yeah, I think uh I think you'd get a lot of uh, sales for that. And speaking of uh fans, I noticed that you're pretty active on the uh, on the Steam forums. Uh which is great. How are you finding the uh the reaction to the game so far? Uh it's great. Yeah, people people seem to like it. Um uh, there's there's always uh, people who aren't going to like it, but overall, I'm really happy. Um, everyone's uh, giving me a lot of good feedback too, so hopefully, I can, you know, well, use that to make it better. I think one thing that makes people feel positive about the game is the low entry point. The, the it's 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 only what five dollars? Uh, three ninety nine. Yeah. Oh, four. Oh my god. Okay, four dollars. Excuse me. Uh, wh- I mean, this is always a tricky subject to talk about how you price out a game. But you seem to have priced it well below people's impulse level, you know, because I, yeah. I had no problem selling this game to people be, primarily because of its price. Like I try right. and sell people games all the time. They're like 15 bucks. I don't know. 20 bucks. I don't know. $10. On, $4. All right. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I've taken economics classes, so <laughs> it's really just uh demand and supply you know determining a price uh it, it's tougher with artistic things because it's not like wheat where you can just there's already a market and you know how much you can sell it or buy it for but right um but yeah it's really it, it, i took into account also that it's my first game so people don't know who i am they don't know if you know they don't oh. know if uh, this game is going to be good or not so um but i'm hoping to use any goodwill i generate with this game to to uh hopefully get a bigger audience for my next game. And it seems to be well, working. Well, you got fans right here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, now, but- now that I know you're an economist, I'm going to suggest. Well, I, I took economics. Yeah, I took an economics. I took a couple economics classes in college. So I'm an economist. <laughs> somebody, somebody in chat was looking for a, um, what was it? They were saying a space plumbing simulator. Uh, what's that game uh, where you clean up after? Oh, this cleanup detail. That's kind of kind of close to that. <laughs> That's true. I I have not played that one, but I hear it's really good. You can actually do co-op with it, multiplayer co-op. Wait, what? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's when it actually hits its thing. Is whenever you're doing multiplayer, because then you have to deal with everybody else and. Uh, Plus, there's also Shadow Warrior level two. Mm-hmm. So, is that actually a separate deal? Because I've got the Shadow Warrior Visser cleanup, but I don't have the base game. 
So can I just play the Shadow Warrior thing, or did yeah, I get the whole yeah, thing? If you have if you have Shadow Warrior, then that's standalone. But you oh. can get the base game. Okay, that would make a ridiculous Thursday night. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, I, I thought about suggesting that. I am adding it to my wish o- list as we speak. I can only imagine in VR. It, I'm sure it does VR. It has to. How could it not? So, by the way, that was that was my my great success of the week. Was um, I bought a PlayStation VR, and I've I've wanted a Rift or a Vive for about a year. Uh, cannot do it because my laptop that I use as a desktop, because it's about desktop size, um, I can't do it because it's got embedded Intel graphics chip. So it's the the drivers for the Oculus say, oh, no, we see that Intel chip get out of here, laptop. And it, and it doesn't, which is funny because when I bought the laptop, it said it was VR-ready. Oops. Um, but anyway, so the PSVR, you hook it up and you install uh, Trinus PSVR, which uh, previously they made a thing that would stream stuff to your phone. So if you used like a, a Google Cardboard, then you could fake an Oculus out of it. It wasn't all that great, but um, they made a thing that's basically a driver for the PSVR, and you fire up Steam, and it says, hey, I see you got a Vive, and it just works. It's amazing. So, yeah. So I could I could now <sighs> Viscera in VR. Oh, and it's half oh. the price, too, right? Right. $3.99 versus $7.99. Oh, well, I might do that once I upgrade next year. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not too excited yeah, about hope, VR. Hopefully they're into like the next gen of stuff or whatever. I don't know, Brian. I mean, it's like I was playing iRacing over the weekend, and mm-hmm. it took like four seconds off my lap time at Laguna Seca. Wow. Four seconds. Wow. Yeah, I, I, it was ridiculous because the, it's the depth perception. I don't care about moving my head around and stuff, you know, like your Ed Tracker or whatever. That's that's like gravy, right? The The best part is that I have depth perception. So whenever I'm coming into a corner, I know how far. And, it, and it's not like I have to I have to look at it and be like, oh, I know how far that is. Just my brain is wired for it because I drive a car. So, you know, it's, it's just like it just happens. And whenever it's just flat imagery on the screen, I have to use like uh, visual clues like, oh, well, there's a road cone there. I need to start breaking there, um, you know, because that's how far out from the corner I need. But when you got depth perception, it just your brain just autopilots it. It's great. Well, uh, Steve, are you going to make this game VR at some point? <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so The kidding. engine's not really... Uh set up for that theoretically it's already vr because i could i could throw it through uh through vorpex and split it into into dual screen and do left eye right eye stereo separation i bet i could do that on that engine because i mean i can go you should totally try two and do it you should you should totally try i think i think that should happen (laughs) (laughs) okay well if you can pull if you can pull it off let us know yeah I'll, i'll try it later in the week and let you know this would be but I'm, this would be a good VR game. Come to think of it, because you're pretty you're sure it'll around because you use Vorpex, it'll take anything, right? And and it just stereo splits it. It tricks your video card into doing it, and uh, which was kind of exciting. Uh, Hunter sent up a video. It was like a presentation from Nvidia where they're going to start rendering multiple displays 
in a different way. Like in the, it's, in the it's proper like, way that they should be rendered, honestly. Like I don't understand why they're not. Yeah, it's it's weird, right? So if you have a multi-monitor setup, like a you know, say like three monitors, and then you try to wrap a scene around it, then things if the monitors were were flat across, then the image would be correct. But whenever you bend the monitors at an angle to try to surround yourself with it, then it basically uh, it folds the world and it looks jacked up. So what they're doing here is they say, okay, well, we know you're going to put your monitor at like a 45 degree angle. Therefore you can tell the display port this, this monitor is rendering at that. And it just, it just does it. Right. Um, so it's, it's almost like they're rendering multiple cameras. Like each monitor is a camera in the 3d space. Now um, what's, what I think is going to be interesting for that is then they're going to be able to render left eye, right eye for an Oculus and you're not going to have to do cool video card tricks. It's just going to do it right in the driver. Yep. And that's going to change the game. NVIDIA is doing some wickedly cool stuff with their hardware. Yeah. So yeah, looking forward to that. So now that this game is out and you do plan some, um, some patches for what is what is uh, your plan for it next? Are going to be any expansions or DLC or anything like that? Horse armor, <laughs> need horse armor. Yeah, well, body armor anyway. Paid mods. That's it. Paid mods. We're going to Bethesda this thing straight up. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any uh, plans for DLC or anything like any expansion thing. It, it pretty much is. Uh, besides the, the the changes that I'm planning, like adding more guns and an Iron Man mode and and fleshing out the hails, it pretty much is what it's going to be. So, but that's fine because there seems. I mean, I like Spaz. You're in, you're nine hours in. How close have you gotten to the sun? Well, uh, with the last patch, it invalidated my last save, which is fine. You know, that's not a problem. I, I <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm not complaining because I I will gladly start over and and go through it again because I have so much fun with it. Yeah, Just, it's I really board not- every ship I can. I I I loot the credits off of that. I I end up with max ammo a lot of the time just because I'm killing everything, and that's fine. I, I'm I, I was at a point where I had about nine thousand credits because I had been looting everything. Right. Well, now well, my, that leads to my next question. Why were there all these patches that invalidated saves? Was that an engine issue? Or? Uh, no, well, it was really a problem with the save files. There were bugs with the save files. Oh, so, so I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't. I didn't want to leave. I could have made it backward compatible, but uh, I didn't want those save files to be there because even if pe- I let people load them, it could have prevented the final cinematics from playing correctly or, or this something is, uh, else. So. This is still active development, though, right? Like, you haven't gone 1.0 yet, right? Uh, well, th- it is It is. Uh, it is. the final version for the most part. It's It's. Uh, it's not beta. It's, it's release. So. Um, but uh, it just... Uh, help to get people testing the game they found bugs that none of my beta testers found and i had like a hundred beta testers so holy crap um, how'd you get so many beta testers uh well i did uh i actually did a groupies uh i 
I I did groupies, which uh, they they allow you to like make a few bucks off your game, and and, uh, and some of it I believe goes to charity, and and uh, they um. Oh, were you in a I'll bun- get to the green light process. Oh, were you in a bu- you were in a gr- groupies bundle? Yeah, it was a bundle. Oh, I must have missed and, that bundle. Uh, yeah, and it actually helped a lot because up until that point, I had very little, um, you know, very few beta testers. But after that, I got like a hundred people that wanted to. Uh... By the way, folks, we seem to be having some drop frame issues. If you're getting buffering, I apologize. Not sure what to do about it. Um, hopefully, it won't last. FYI. This won't affect the audio recording, though. If you want to subscribe to that. Uh, so when uh, when will the when will I be able to get a shotgun, dude? I want a shotgun. Test it out. So <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, commit to any timelines. I'll just say that it'll be. It'll it'll probably happen. Uh, within the next few months, <laughs> that's as close as I'm going to get. Um, but uh, I do want to work on my next game. It just helps me uh, personally to be able to switch back and forth between things. I get bored if I work on something for too long. So that's fair. That makes sense. And this is your first game, right? This is just to clarify. Like yeah, that, that's my oh, first wow. game. Well, I want to ask uh, maybe an obvious question, but maybe it's not an obvious question. Modability. Yeah, the uh, it, it is uh, extremely moddable. If if you know how to and, and um, if you want to do just art mods where you add more guns or um, or uh, or add different ships or anything like that, it's it's very moddable. But uh, but a lot of the files uh, and file formats are really out of date, so it's not it's not as easy as people have become used to with like unreal, which is, um, you know, everything is, is modern and relatively easy to use. So, uh, so it is, is complex to, to mod, but, but, uh, it is feasible. So if someone were to like, say, make their own custom enterprise bridge, it's possible. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly possible. Good, good to know. I know a few people. Uh, right. yeah, <laughs> yeah, we might have to we might have to send out the call to uh, have someone make an Enterprise D, like you said, because well, if certain assets were to perhaps leak out in the public <laughs> yeah. from some anonymous modder, that could... <laughs> right? Yeah, I can also talk to that guy who made that uh, the original series Enterprise. Remember that one, the the VR one you could actually walk through. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a couple years ago, but uh, yeah, that would be amazing. Imagine that whole thing in this game. <laughs> They've boarded deck thirty-eight. Okay, gonna run down to deck. 38. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you three red shirts, go take care of that for me. <laughs> There's like a billion red shirts. Yeah, would- I saw I saw a picture. It was like. Kirk standing in there and there's three red shirts and he's like, all right, go up there and dig three holes. And they're like, why? Yeah, don't worry it's about like, it. You'll find out. You'll see. <laughs> You'll see. 
Ah, uh, that's cold. <laughs> uh, so the different rooms in the ship, because I'm I'm fairly new to this. I'm still in the confusion stage. Right. Um, but it's like I walk in the science officers in the sciency room. Um, but what goes on at the console in there? Does he need to be there to to do the science, or do I bring him up to the bridge and put him at the scanner, and that's where he's best? Or what? What you, would I do? You could. Uh, it kind of depends. Um, there's three different types of of human crew. Well, actually, technically, there's four different types. There's a there's a captain type. There's a, a tactical type, there's an engineering type, and there's a science type. So so the science uh, type is really good at buffing consoles. So if you put that if you put that that crew member, that science crew member on a uh, on like the torpedoes, it'll add like an extra twenty percent of uh, efficiency to that that module. So okay, because whenever uh, I walk up to a console, it's just like, do you want to sabotage it or not? So. Yeah, you can repair or sabotage any module. So. Right. Yeah. And I kinda yeah. I kinda like how the repair thing is its own little mini game. Like like Yeah you, I, sorry, go ahead. I wasn't sure how much people were gonna like that. That's why I kind of automated it too. So if you just wanted to like click it and leave, then then you just wait for the sequence to come down. But if you wanted to play the video game the the mini game, you can speed up that sequence. Which I which I really like because I didn't realize that was a game I could play at first. I thought I was like, why is it counting? I don't understand, uh, folks. If you're not aware, with this game, you can repair one of your own. Like you can send crew members to repair a console, but you can do it yourself. You go up to it and hit repair, and then it starts. There's like a grid, and it starts having one, two, and random parts of the grid. And if you click on those, they go by a lot faster. So you repair the thing a lot more quickly than if it just did it on its own. Which is a right. really nice little balance. Like, oh, it'll get fixed eventually if you just want to walk away. But if you want to take the time to stand there and do it yourself, it'll get... There's just a lot of... Really a lot of thought put into the, a lot of little facets of this game, which I it's really like. It's also useful when you're boarding because if, say, your crew has uh, fired a lot of shots and knocked out the O2, you may want to repair that while you're going through and killing off the remaining crew on the enemy ship. Uh, because right. that yeah. way you aren't going to be as likely to die. Right. That's... Or you can sabotage it and then just wait for them to die off. That, that can also happen. Right. Yeah. The, uh, the oxygen system was something I, I kind of worried about. Uh, Cause if you disable an enemy ship's oxygen system and then kill all their crew, you have to race aboard it and hope you don't suffocate before you can repair their uh, oxygen. So so uh, basically when you board a ship and you take it over, you have the option to loot it and then leave it, or you can keep it. Uh, well, any ship that you kill all of its crew, it becomes derelict. Um, and that just means that uh, it, it becomes neutral, like it won't attack you or do anything, and, and, uh, and, if, and you can shoot at it without any repercussions, so... And um, if you want to destroy any derelict ship, then you can salvage it and use that to upgrade your own ship. Or if you want to, you can take over that ship and, um, you know, make it your own. It's kind of a shame you can't, like, you know, take a prize crew back to base. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but I get it. That's that's pretty – that'd be probably pretty complicated. 
So, so I hailed this uh, this salvage. Um, and it didn't say anything. Uh, well, uh, as of right, as of right now, you, if you hail anything, it doesn't say anything. But you said you're going to work uh, on that. You said you're going to work. Yeah, on that's that's one of the three things I'm gonna I'm gonna work on. Because uh, I saw your video, and you're you're not the only one. A lot of people were disappointed they couldn't uh, hail ships and and have some dialogue. Yeah, I mean, so what do I, so there, what do, I do with you know? this salvage ship that's sitting here? Like right at the very beginning, there's there's like a chunk of junk. Yeah, collect you can it. salvage it. Collect it. There's a big. You target it, and there's yeah. a big salvage button. Oh, okay. So you target it, and then and then you uh, use those materials button. to upgrade or repair your own ship. Now, one thing I discovered, and I didn't see any documentation on this, or maybe I just missed the documentation on this. When you're on the, when you're looking at the bridge, you've got, you've got your crew on the left side. On the top right and bottom right of each crew member, there's an A and P that you can toggle on or off. Now, what right. do those do? I left those in there. They're kind. Of, they were kind of experimental. They work good. Um, the A is an auto mode. If you turn that on, members will be automated. And so that's how a crew on, that's the mode that crew on enemy ships are actually in. They're automated or they're in auto mode. So they'll run around and they're, they'll repair anything. And, um, and the P is, uh, to, f- uh, follow player mode. So if you turn that on, the crew members will follow you. And, um, you know, you can take them with you on boarding parties or, or have them help you repair stuff. And, um, uh, some people like those, but, uh, most people don't notice them, I think. So, Uh, yeah, I was generally doing that manually, uh, just where to go and yeah. And it's tough with games to automate them because if you you can, you can automate the entire game away, (laughs) you know I mean? So so, uh, well, you still have, even if you were to do that, you still have to micromanage them because right, they'll get right. damaged when you're when they're boarding, and you'll want them to come back. Yeah. And and how much uh, AI is in the game right now? Because the crew members do look like they do their jobs pretty effectively, but like you said earlier, uh, I don't know what that was. Uh, like. Like you said earlier, if you just shoot a guy in a space station, he'll just stand there and let you shoot him. But but like the yeah, AI of I, borders also seemed fairly effective as well. Right. Yeah. They uh each uh each crew member has its own AI. Ship has its own AI. And the ship and the crew member AI kinda work together. Uh this is on AI ships and um so and I really like how when you're in the middle of combat, you can see what the uh, crew is doing. So, so that that is pretty fun, actually. I really like that. Yeah. So if I pull the power away from my doors, they say malfunction on them, but they still open. So yeah. what, yeah, what, that what, just what am I actually that they, losing? It just means they won't block hostile borders. Um, oh, okay. so they're just kind of... I learned yeah. that the hard way. Don't feel bad about that. I, I oh, learned so, that. So otherwise, they're locked to borders. Right. Yeah, they're secure. I mean, they can, power off. Yeah, they, they can break through. Open. It just takes them a little time. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. If it says secure, then they'll be locked to uh, borders. 
Yeah, uh, like in my early in my early uh, phases of the game, I'd like I don't need power to the doors in the middle of combat right now. Whatever, click. Oh, and then I learned. Oh yeah, I kind of do need that. Now, so, if they board you, you kill their boarding party. Then you can turn off the power to the doors because they're not going to board you a second time. Right. Typically, typically, so this, the space station that I start out right in front of. Can I do anything with that? I mean, other than go over and kill everybody. But um, can I recruit those people as crew or anything? Um, no, you can't. Yeah, they're uh, they're kind of focused on the space station. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, I just didn't know if, if it was like, hey, guys, we're screwed. Get on my ship. Let's go. We're going to the sun. Now, is it possible for an enemy ship, I haven't seen this, but is it possible for an enemy ship to surrender, or is it just all or nothing, basically? Uh, it's pretty much all or nothing. Okay, because it would be great if, like, you surrender, give me three of your crew members, and then just go off. <laughs> Jog on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought about doing a scenario where if you kill their captain, it, they become neutral or friendly even. But uh, I don't know. Or like, up. or it's like a Klingon, <laughs> it's like a Klingon ship. You know, it's you have to kill you have to kill their captain to take him over. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so how, uh, I I saw that it seems to take people about thirty to forty hours. Um, really? To well, to beat it? Yeah, I saw one guy. Either he was two playthroughs or one, but like I think he got about thirty yeah. or forty hours out of the game. Yeah, I've seen people with a, a large amount of hours in the game, so um, I think they're they're probably replayers. Um, you could probably experience all the content if if you don't you know die or get yourself into a position that you can't advance in. You can probably get through it all in about eight, eight to ten hours, eight to fifteen hours, somewhere in there. Um, uh, maybe even less than that if you're really quick. That's still a great bang for your buck in terms of how much this game costs. You know, that's that's still. I mean, Spaz already has nine hours, and you know, it, it doesn't sound like he's gotten super close to the sun. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going through completionists though, just trying to get yeah. through every sector aside from the insanity ones. Yeah, the, uh, the, the grid is rather large. I mean, it looks like a lot of space you can explore. Yeah, there's 192 grid positions. So, and if you just decide to eschew the the going to the center and just fly around and explore, will the universe eventually blow up? Is there a clock running? Uh, there's there's not a clock. Uh, not like FTL where if uh, you don't warp ahead fast enough the the rebels or whatever they are will catch up to you it's it's kind of uh just uh, you have to you do have to make a decision about how quickly you want to move forward and and how you want to move forward you can use a strategy where you jump into more dangerous uh sectors and then jump back into safer ones and and um and uh uh, any kind of timer, though. Oh, that's pretty cool because I hate timers. I, re- I really, really. Yeah, hate I, I'm not a big. 
I mean, uh, if they if they add to the gameplay like an FTL, I think they're good. But generally, for a game like this, I think it's more. Uh, I actually hate them in FTL too. Honestly, all oh, right. <laughs> oh yeah. Now, one of my th- there was a mod that that turned off the uh, the fleet chasing you, and it made it just like a sand, uh, exploration sandbox. I fucking love that. Excuse my language. Yeah, <laughs> but I love that. That's how I play the yeah. game most of the time. <laughs> When I did play it, um, one thing I kind of like is that um, this this is probably just a me thing, but one of the reasons I don't play FTL too much is because I got too attached to my crew. Like I, right. I, I learn their names and that's it. You know, that's like <laughs> oh no, they're dying. Here, you don't seem to have that issue, which I I gotta say I kind of appreciate. Actually, yeah, I mean you can you can name your crew members, but. Uh, they are a little more fragile. <laughs> and I'm kind of fine with that because it means I don't get too attached. Right. That's like... Yeah, if you do level up your character all the way, they're extremely hard to kill, too. Wait, you can, how, what do you mean level up your character? Uh, anytime your character... Anytime, I'm sorry, anytime your crew members get kills, they level oh. up. Oh, oh. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't they gain experience that. over time. Oh, that's amazing. I didn't even remember that. There's so many little things. I didn't even see that when I was playing. That's crazy. I think I did see it once or twice, but sorry. Yeah, when you're looking at the the personnel screen, you can see the rank is uh, actually on their their character portraits. The more bars they have, the greater their rank. And, And their stats actually do go up, too. That's pretty goddamn great. There's so many little things going on here, man. <laughs> it's so great. It is a it is a very complex game. I I uh I don't know if I ever want to make a game this complex again, but um but it was really good as a learning process. So. Like I said, man, on the surface you wouldn't think it just at by first look, but you get like, you know, ten to fifteen minutes in, you're like, whoa. Yeah, there's. I like and I like that, and that's a that's a that's a compliment, not a complaint. Absolutely, compliment. Yeah, I just hope uh, the uh, the complexity of the UI. A lot of people get, uh, uh, I think, a little uh, uh, intimidated. It's not the right word, but they get kind of intimidated by it. Well, I'm a fan of like old school Star Wars galaxies, so complexity is not an issue for me. I don't know if anybody understands that reference. Oh, sure. Well, it's, uh, it's one of those games where it's going to click with you within 15 minutes or it's not. And that's okay. I right. Just, yeah. yeah. And it looks like yeah, it it's is. definitely not a game for everyone. <laughs> but it looks like it's clicking with quite a few people. I mean, the reviews are pretty positive. It seems to be getting good sales on Steam. Are, are you going to be I know, taking part of my the... guns clicking with these aliens heads? Are you going to be taking part of the uh, Steam sale that starts in a day or two? Um, actually, I'm not. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to. I, I, I don't think so, just because the, the release discount was so recently. But, uh, yeah, that's but just like any other game, I will, I will uh, you know, just like any other game. Yeah, you'll regularly have it on sale and whatnot. Because this is a game that would not be hard for, I think, anyone to jump into at any point. Because, again, it runs on... It uses an older engine, so it'll run on just about anything. 
and it runs well. Yeah, and it looks the loading great. times are are the main thing that uh, will be a, a difference. But uh, but as far as how fast the game runs, most people should be able to get a good frame rate. Yeah, I mean, if it's running on the, the Doom Three engine, the Doom even when it came out, Doom Three ran really well, if I recall. On a wide variety yeah, of machines. 2004, I believe. Yeah. Four or five. Yeah, something like that. Pretty efficient engine. It's a little processor heavy, uh, so that can be the the main problem for people if they have a really if they have a lot of cores, but they have slow processor speeds on on each core. That can be a big problem for them. Yeah, I'm looking at what mine are. Yeah, i7-920, 2.67 gigahertz on each core. It's an older machine. That's probably why those load times weren't the best. Yeah, it's just a little bit below the recommended uh, uh, processor speed. That wounds me, man. That wounds me. (laughs) I can run The Witcher 3 just fine, and yet this... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It... uh, it is uh computers have uh, newer engines have a different you know philosophy they yeah. use cores they use lots of cores and they have all these different cores running and and they can get really high speeds um but back then most computers only had one or two cores so so it kind of had a different uh, philosophy when they made that engine oh that makes sense that's one of the reasons, like, for example, um, Distant Worlds, one of my favorite games. I don't know if you've played that, but it only uses a single core. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can get a little chuggy on some big maps. Um, but a lot of games these days are more GP- GPU-reliant, aren't they? Like, especially right. first-person yeah, games your, like your this. Bottle, your bottleneck these days is GPU. Which yeah, apparently, most of the time. apparently you can't buy these days. Apparently there's a big shortage of those right now, from what I understand. Well, specific types. Oh, re- oh really? It's specific types. Because of the whole Bitcoin thing? I guess. <laughs> is, that world distant world's, uh, is that Distant World's universe? Is that the game? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, amazing game, by the way, if you haven't played it. It's my favorite 4X. But yeah, yeah it, it looks pretty good. Its engine is a bit, a little older, uh, so it can chug a tiny bit, but it's it does things that no other 4X game does. It's, oh, I can't, I could gush about that game all night, so I will stop now. But if you have, <laughs> if you have any interest in 4X games, yeah, I'll check, check it out. out. I, I like, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll just toss out there that you can you can automate everything down to just one ship that you control, and only you control that, and everything else is just automated. Or you can <laughs> you can micromanage more if you'd like. Yeah, I've I liked uh, Sins of a Solar Empire, so this looks kind of. This is definitely a few notches of complexity above that. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, oh God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Complex. Oh, God, yeah. This is, this is, it's pretty complex. I mean, it's got a fairly detailed manual and multiple tutorials. And even then, it took like a few hours of playing as one ship for it to click for me because I wanted to yeah. see what the AI was doing and everything. 
And then I started taking over uh, bits of the game from for myself, like espionage and whatnot. But I left other things automated. And it really becomes a high-level admiral simulator or an emperor simulator. Like, if you automate what you want, it's so great. Sorry. Sorry, folks. I This is not the Distant Worlds Universe podcast, so... <laughs> but yeah, it might be on sale in the sale starting in a day or two. So if it looks interesting to you, definitely check it out. Um, so you said you're already working on your next game. Uh, what is that? Uh, my next game is called Above Earth, and uh, it's going to be a survival game. Uh, the setting is going to be aboard a space station, and uh, there's going to be some story events that explain why you're aboard the space station and, and why you need to survive aboard it. And, um, and, uh, it's going to take inspiration from a a lot of different survival games, but, uh, it is going to be a more, uh, it's not going to be anywhere near as complex as Icarus, which is a very complex game. So, so that doesn't mean it won't be complex, but it's going to be, uh, like most, uh, going to be a straightforward so, game so uh i, I hope this isn't uh, a mean question but there are quite a few survival games out there uh, yeah there days. are there's so, a lot so what do you plan to do with your game to try and differentiate yourself from the pack and i asked that yeah to i try and help you sell your game <laughs> zombies right zombies well, they're the new thing oh yeah zombies <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I think the the story elements that I don't want to really talk about too much, just because I, I haven't completely set on them, but um, and I don't want to spoil them. But I think it'll be different enough that it'll give people something to to look at at least to consider. And how far along is that one? Well, I'm mainly doing the art now, which is uh, probably my least favorite part of making a game is all the art. I'm not a great artist, uh, but um, I want to get the art out of the way so I can focus on on gameplay gameplay mechanics. The art for Icarus was quite charming. I'm sorry. I was just going to say the art for Icarus was very good word for it. Yeah. No, because it's kind of this game has a lot of old school sensibilities. Yes, it's it's. Inspired by a relatively newer game, but it, some of the complexity and the look of it did remind me of even older games in a good way. You know, it reminded me of something yeah. that might have come out in 2003 or four, you know, when games were a little tougher and didn't, yeah. and didn't yeah, hold your hand as much. Uh, you know. Yeah, games games generally, I think, have gotten easier. I think I don't think that's controversial to say. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's totally it, it, it's a lot. There's a lot more. Look at the difference between, say, Daggerfall and Skyrim, or even right. a bl- even Morrowind and Skyrim. To see, I mean, I right. love all of them, but there's a much different uh, philosophy when it comes to holding your hand and telling right. you where to go in the in just in that one series. You know, so yeah, you're not wrong at all for saying that. Yeah. Now, with your new game, are you intending to keep? Uh, the aspects of humor that you have in Icarus. Well, I, I I always like a good Barnaby reference. We'll see if oh. I can work one in there. Oh my god, Barnaby! <laughs> oh my god, if you had Barnaby just kind of fly into the side of the station 
and somehow crawl in there and then stow yeah. away. Oh my god. I, yeah. I I mean I'm I'm gonna get your game regardless, but if it has Barnaby in there somewhere, I'd be so happy. That's a shared oh, I'm universe. Sold. That is a well, shared that, well, universe. Well it could be well you could be Barnaby, right? But <gasps> you were you were like adrift in space just in a space suit after <laughs> after the other guy lost. And you know Yeah, that whatever. might put a boot on my, my storylines, but uh <laughs> Oh yeah, I don't know. It'd be tough to work in uh, the Barnaby uh, time travel. So, <laughs> is this going to be in the same universe as Icarus? Uh, well, it's it's not actually. It's going to be uh, it's going to be in the near future. So, oh, okay. and I don't. I, I'm not going to say like a specific year. Maybe I will in the game, but it's it's you know it's going to be uh, near future. Spaz, do you have any other questions? Yeah, actually, there was one other, uh, which was um, as far as the continuing development on Icarus, the the new content, are you going to run a beta branch on Steam for that or we can opt into maybe? Uh, Yeah, maybe. That's not a bad idea. Um, Yeah, I'll I'll look into that. Um, I definitely want... uh, to make sure everyone's happy with the changes um the 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 hails and the iron man i'm not so much worried about uh but balancing uh the guns and how much resources it costs to purchase them that might be something it would be good to get some feedback on okay uh i was thinking that uh as far as that goes there might need to be something else that you can buy with credits aside from crew or or trading in credits for materials because if you're boarding everything, you're going to end up with a lot of credits and it's right. There might need to be some sort of credits sink, you know, something like maybe buying armor that you can, that rather than having to spend all the materials on that, you might have another way to spend those credits. Or if you could right. just run into traders and be able to buy materials. Right. That, that is, that's an option as well. Uh, a surplus of uh, of credits, yeah, that could be something I could I could balance some more too with uh, with uh, with these guns or with um, how you how you purchase them. Yeah, something like four thousand materials or six thousand credits, something right. like that. That sounds like a good idea. Sounds like an excellent idea. Oh, well, uh, my brain is starting to melt, so I'm running out of questions. Uh, so I guess I'll I'll wrap up with, um, are you playing anything else besides your own games right now? Uh, basically, I'm just focusing on, on games. That's fair. That's the answer we get a lot of, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Which is totally fair. I, that's, that's why I don't, th- I don't know if I could ever be a game developer my own self. I don't think I have the patience... Or the attention span for it, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, for for me, it almost has become a game to make the game, if that makes any sense. It does. It does. It, it totally yeah. does. Is this a full-time thing for you, or is this a part-time thing? Yeah, it's full-time now. I don't know oh, if it'll wow. stay that way. but Well, congrats, though. That's that's the dream, isn't it? That's, that's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of... Uh, I mean, it's not, um, inning yet, but, 
maybe one day I will be. If not, I'll I'll just get a job. So. <laughs> well, um, anyone else have any other questions before we start wrapping up? I'm good, man. I I really like this game, man. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, again, the game, folks. The game is uh, Icarus Starship Command Simulator, and it is. Uh, it's so great, folks. Seriously, I, I just can't gush enough about how great this game is. It's fun. It's violent. It's really funny and well written. It's 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 detailed. It's it's just really great. And at four dollars, you're doing yourself a disservice not buying this game. I mean, it is a really great space game with a lot of content for four dollars. It's it's really one of the best values in space gaming right now. Really. It's and that's and that's not even on sale. <laughs> that's its base price. So uh, and again, I did do a series of the of this game a few weeks ago. If you want to look at the YouTubes um, uh, to check that out, uh, give you an indication of what the gameplay is like. It's it's basically first person FTL with a lot of humor, and you should definitely own it. Uh, so go to Steam right now and buy it, people. It's called Icarus, and there's a, there are other Icaruses, Icari. On, on Steam, there's like several of them, <laughs> actually. Uh, I think one of the games is Icarus.1, and that's another space first-person space game. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> there's guns of Icarus. At, at least it's not doesn't have Void in the title. At least it doesn't have Void <laughs> So or something. Uh, so, folks, just a programming note real quick. Uh, this Thursday on the stream, we're going to have our first board game night. Uh, we're going to be using Tabletop Simulator. What is that game's pass? Tiny Epic Galaxies? That is it, yes. Which I've never played, but I'm excited about it. Uh, this I is part, teach you. This is part of a, a string, uh, a new string of Thursday nights we're trying where we uh, have kind of a schedule, but we vary it up a bit. Uh, so this is going to be our monthly board game night. I think it's the third Thursday. or the No, it's the fourth Thursday of the month. Um, and then Sunday, we're doing our monthly uh, MMO meetup, our last one with uh, Discovery Freelancer. That's going to start at the crack of 9 a.m. Pacific time, if you'd like to join us. Discovery Freelancer is free, uh, so if you'd like to join us, it's going to be great. And then next week on the show, uh, last show of June, uh, we're going to be welcoming the developers of the Arena Twin Stick Shooter Space Cats with Lasers. That's actually a game, and we're actually going to be playing it. <laughs> That's actually the name of the game. You actually play a cat with lasers shooting at things in a space arena. Lasers I could, attached uh, to their freaking heads. I think that's I what it is. I have often wondered, and I could in not, all the game mods that happen, yeah. nobody has made a gun that is a laser cat. And I do not understand this. Uh... The closest thing I can think of was remember that game Shogo, the uh, the yeah. mech yeah. for Shogo Marble uh, Shogo Mobile Armor Division. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was another game that developer made called Claw, and it was like a Sonic the Hedgehog style, um, Sonic the Hedgehog style um, platformer uh, where you were a pirate captain who happened to be a cat, and in the game you could actually find a doll of that character. And it was a weapon. It was like a voodoo doll. So it was pretty awesome. But that's the closest thing I can think of. That yeah, is I don't it. understand why there's no laser cat. 
Ah, uh, well. In, in all these games. It's, yeah. It's strange. There are all these other weapons. Why not a laser cat? Yeah. I mean, my God. Uh, what was it? Um, Red Faction 3 had a unicorn that. That's right. I heard that. Out, out, it was a death ray rainbow that it farted out of its butt. And it was apparently Amazing. a devastating weapon. Was yes. that in was that in Armageddon? Was that in the fourth game or was that in the third game? Yeah, the the I guess the fourth one. Yeah, it was yeah, the fourth. fourth because the the one where you like blew everything up was the third, which yeah. I liked. That, that third one was one. the best one, I think. Um that was I what was that one? Gorilla. I think that one was Gorilla. Yeah. 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 But but oh my god, the unicorn gun. <sighs> Probably kinda, the coolest gun that's ever been in a video game. I kind of want to get that game just for that gun. I saw a video of it the other day, and I was like, this is amazing. We need a unicorn. Steve, add a unicorn gun to your game. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. You don't have to do that. But uh, folks yeah, want to be Barnaby's weapon. <laughs> Perfect. That's how he survives this whole time. He has this amazing yeah. weapon that lets him get to have these, all, these, all these sticky Damn. situations. <laughs> Apparently, Dan posted something in Ten Four that will catch our attention. Okay. Well, Steve, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us about your awesome game. Again, we are all fans of it. Again, folks, it is Icarus Starship Command Simulator. It is four dollars on Steam, and you all need to own it. So, uh, Steve, I want to thank you for um, for taking the time to talk to us, and everyone for watching and listening. And we will see you all Thursday and Sunday and Tuesday again. So have a great night, everyone. Good night.